This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometers of range. And Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at Nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Yes. Hello and welcome to it. It is a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Jason Matthews here by my lonesome. Well, not by myself, but I've got help, as in the mulch. But no sats, no rats. Uh, Cohen's over in Perth. And I'm here in our Gold Coast studios all by myself. Alex is on the buttons tonight and producing the show again. Uh, Mulch, hello, mate. Welcome. Great to be back, Jace. Ready for round two. Let's go. I'm excited. Mates, uh, massive game last night at the Gabba. Got to see the Heat uh, beat uh, the Thunder by 15 runs in the end. Um, it was a great performance. The Heat now are undefeated and will take on that other stars, uh, that other Sydney team, the Sydney um, Sixers, on New Year's Day. That is going to be a massive clash. Tasty. Uh, the Sixers coming off their first loss of the season, of course, on Boxing Day against the Stars. Who Did have... you say Tasty. Well, it will be tasty. I can, you know, feel my t- taste buds tingling already. How's that for <laughs> some alliteration to stay your uh, Thursday evening? Yeah, no, I'm excited for that one. That's up at the Gabby. You'll All be right. calling that one as well, won't you? Yeah, a lot of rain around, though. I don't know. I think we're going to have to pad for four hours. How do what you, do you talk that? about? I don't know. Do you, do you talk about what the seagulls are doing on the, on the pitch? Last night, I thought I was in trouble. Because they let off all the fireworks and that at, at half time in the innings break. And then there was no breeze. So I, I couldn't – and I fed in. I said to Chris Hartley during the call, I said, who's facing the first ball? Because I can't see. I knew I, I knew Nisa was bowling the first over, uh, as he always does. I had no idea who was on strike. And the white I couldn't ball, see them. The white ball in <laughs> white smoke always goes well as well. Plus, I can't see at the best of times. So it was a really bad um, – <laughs> That's good really for a commentator, Jase. Oh, That's kind of key to the job. No, no, not good. Hey, coming up on the show, Chris Nelson's got some uh, tips for Doombin on Saturday. Um, we're going to do a bit of a best of, thanks to our mates at World Gym. Superbike rider Brock Pearson was uh, with uh, Sats and Rat earlier this year. What a great chat this bloke is. Uh, he'll be on the show as well. Right now, though, the good oil for Cobram Estate – Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. What about this today? And I've got some audio from Fox. Um, you should have the audio from the SCN commentary, by the way. But we've got the third umpire, Richard Ellingworth, after lunch, right? Everyone's standing around. He's, he's stuck in a slow lift, delaying the restart of cricket after lunch for eight minutes. Have a listen. Do you reckon cricket's the 
the number one sport that has stoppages for the most bizarre things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, we've got a stop in play here because the third umpire is stuck in the lift. <laughs> you've got your two umpires ready to go in the middle. You've got your, your Pakistan team ready to go. The two batters out there ready to play. Conditions, but we've had an hour taken out of the game early because a little bit of drizzle. Now everything's ready to go and we've got a third umpire stuck in a lift. How's his heart rate at the moment? <laughs> I mean, do you know any, of any other sports where they just have so many down, different Alex. delays for so many different things? I agree. I can't agree any more with that. Uh, we can't even get through 90 overs in a day now because mm. there's so many reviews and all this sort of rubbish going on in the game. The fans are being robbed of cricket. A little bit of drizzle they went off for this morning. A little, so what? And then the umpires love to stand around and sort of look at the pitch and look at the covers. And obviously it's important to protect the integrity of the wicket. But, you know, I, I just think the turnaround times, Michael Vaughan's spot on there, that cricket is the <laughs> is the best sport in the world at finding reasons not to play, particularly in tests. But it, it goes down, you're talking about what's going to happen on January 1st with a bit of rain around in, in Brisbane. You know, it, it would suck to lose that game because, or lose overs, just because we're waiting around for an outfield to get dry. That happened in the South Africa-India test last night as they were getting ready. Um, you know, the rain had cleared by the time they were due to start play, but they were out there with ropes around the outfield. Yeah. Get back out there. Yeah, look, Let's I'll tell go. you what, big, but with Big Bash and T20 cricket, they, they will play, they'll play in some pretty heavy rain. They'll try their best to get a game done. And, and I've seen that live with my own eyes. I've seen it bucketing down and they will continue to play because it's only 20 overs mm. per side, right? But in, in what is it with test cricket? Is it the white colour? I don't know what's going on. Test cricket is enthralling, wonderful cricket. There was no reason. There was no reason to, mm. to go off today for drizzle. But secondly, what an embarrassment that your third umpire is leaving it so close to getting back into position for the start of play. We were delayed eight minutes, not 30 seconds. Mm. Eight minutes. Mate, if you need to go and have a toilet break, you look at your watch and you go, geez, it's 20 past. I've got 20 minutes left. I better go to the toilet. You know, or don't have that extra sandwich. Just just get back in the commentary box. Test cricket's ridiculous at the moment. Hey, Joey Manu for Roosters supporters mm. is exploring a Japanese rugby option at the end of his Roosters contract in 2024. I like this. Now that you explained this to me off air, I thought, mm. oh, here we go. But the move could be as short as one season. Manu able to pocket more than $1.5 million a season to play in Japan. The mini stint abroad would allow Manu then to return to the Roosters or, or any NRL club because he's uncontracted, right? Yep. So he could come back uh, after the first 10 rounds in 2025 once he's finished his Japanese rugby contract. And he could end up earning $2 million per season. He could come back and easily earn a half a million dollars for the remainder of the 2025 season. I like this. I like Now, I don't know how the NRL will feel about this, people going off and playing rugby and then coming back and playing uh, NRL, but he's a professional sports person. Mm. Surely he'll be allowed to do this. Well, and so Benji Marshall tried to do something like this towards the end of his career, but he was already contra he was under contract. So he wasn't going into this free agency period that Joey Manu is. So the NRL don't actually have a right to say to Joey's they did to Benji about a decade ago to go, actually no, if you're contracted to us, you'll stay playing with us. Joey, as you say, I couldn't agree more with you, Jace, on this one. He's a professional athlete. He's he's available to the highest bidder. And if that happens Absolutely. to be Japanese rugby 
for yeah. five months, particularly for, you know, who's going to remember the first 10 rounds? You know, in the long run, well, going down yeah. there, a Roosters fan's going to remember that Joey Manu wasn't there for 10 rounds if they end up winning a premiership? A player of his ilk probably has the power to do this. Not a lot of players will be able to mm. do it. The, the interesting thing is going to be whether the NRL will allow players off contract, and they've got, they've got no say in that, right, but who have just gone and played rugby to come back and play rugby league, I don't think they have a leg to stand in. I think they have to yep. allow that. Um, but I think it's I think it's outstanding, and we may see other players doing this as well to try and earn some extra cash. I love the idea. Got to go to a break. That's the good old Alex for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. When we come back, Superbike rider Brock Pearson on Sports Day. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends, and Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Johnson. Oh, oh hits. Oh, hits Hales. He's in big trouble there. Every bloke around Australia be going, nah. He's bowling that at about 140 k's. Plus. And it's hit him in the ball balls. Yes, Spencer Johnson doing some uh, damage to... I guess the opportunity for Alex Hales to have children down the track uh, last night, Alex, at uh, the Gabba. Great win by the Heats. Uh, They're all out for 172 off 19.4 overs. Top scorer, as we discussed before, Nathan McSweeney, 73 off 52 balls. Thunder able, unable to chase it down, 9 for 157 off their 20 overs. Bancroft, 46. Xavier Bartlett took 3 for 29. And Spencer Johnson, the man who's joining us on the phone, 2 for 24 from his four overs. Wickets of Ross and Daniel Sams. Spencer Johnson, Brisbane Heat Quick, joining us now. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Mate, uh, last night, uh, did, did you catch up with Alex Hales after the game? Has, he, has his voice come down or is it still squeaky high? Yeah, it's still a bit squeaky. I sent him a message this morning, and he reckons there might be a little bruise there. So uh, hopefully he's feeling not too bad now. It's the It has to be the worst, doesn't it? Getting cropping one there, but uh, anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Mate, we had a discussion off the off the front off the top of the show, right? And and I I think you bowlers are being harshly done by in cricket nowadays. We know it's a batsman's game, right? Uh, it's absolutely a batsman's game. How does McSweeney, your teammate, and good on him? Makes 73 or 52 balls last night. He gets man of the match, but a bloke who takes five wickets in a T20 match misses out on, on man of the match. Can you explain this to me, please, Spencer? Well, yeah, you're pretty stiff to get a fiver in a T20 and not get uh, man of the match. But I think winning, McSweeney obviously played a match-winning inning, so um, it, at the end of the day, it's probably fair enough he got it. But do you do you? I, I don't want to hear this from a bowler, Spencer. I'm trying to help you, blokes. Out, isn't it? The, yeah. <laughs> come on, mate. But wouldn't five wickets in a T20 match be the equivalent of making a hundred with a bat? Well, I guess so. Um, I think the way Sam's finished off the innings and um, got the Thunder back back in the game, there we 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 were cruising and then lost seven for 16 or something. So Ridiculous, yeah. uh, To get him in that winning position, um, it probably went a long way to them almost winning the match, but uh, McSweeney's 72 or 50-odd uh, proved to be the difference. Hey, what did you think at the halfway mark of that game last night? Did you think you had enough? 
Uh, well, we obviously left a few out there. Uh, we're still... Um, haven't quite had that complete game yet, which is good signs for us because we've, we've obviously won four and we're sitting at the top. So um, when we do have that complete game, I think um, it's going to be yeah a little bit scary. Hey, well done, by the way, on the IPL auction, the Titans picking you up for $1.78 million. Uh, mate, first of all, your nominated base price was only $90,000, which is quite modest. Uh, your thoughts when you got one point seven eight? Well, yeah, I'm still trying to process it, to be honest. Um, but I think now that it's, that it's happened, it's I was I was really just wanted to get my foot in the door, and I would have would have been happy with the, the 50 lakh or the, the 90,000 Aussie. Um, but to be there at 1.78, it feels quite ridiculous, to be honest. No, oh, mate, well deserved. Um, any ideas? Are, are you going to treat yourself to anything? Uh, well, as I said, I'm still trying to process it, so. Once it starts to, um, I guess, sink in and maybe when some money hits the bank account, then I might treat myself. <laughs> but at the minute, it's just business as usual. You're in good form with the ball. Uh, even watching you last night uh, at the Gabba, bowling at, at the death, um, you're getting the job done. It's it's almost like you've come out of nowhere and landed in the heats. Is it because, was it, were you spotted at a, Bris, was it a Brisbane tournament like a t20 tournament is that where you were spotted by the heat initially yeah uh, i came up here in brisbane um maybe september last year and just played some club games and got noticed there um lost my strikers contract so was looking for a new bbl home and um things just sort of fell into place this time last year i hadn't made my debut so uh things have happened quite quickly but uh, i'm happy to to keep that ball rolling and um, keep going with the flow. Mate, how good is the, the Australian fast bowling stocks at the moment? We've even got a, a teammate of yours, Nisa, who can't even crack that uh, Australian test team. You know, it seems to be a long line. You've got the wild thing and you've got a few other bowlers uh, ahead of you guys. What's your plan at the moment just to continue trying to make the international T20 team and the ODI team and, and hope one day that, it lines up that you might get a, te- a crack at test cricket. Is that what you're hoping? Yeah, I think in the short term, just getting my body right and being available um, to play. Obviously, I've missed a little bit with a hamstring niggle. So to be uh, to put my hand up, um, just be available is is what I'm looking for in the short. But I guess in the long, those guys, the Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood, they've still got plenty left in them. So I think for me, is just go back to South Australia and hopefully perform there. And then whenever they're ready to cool time then hopefully I'm ready and um, performing. We've talked about this um, on air before you know you've got, you got blokes like Nisa you, you've got to start he's in, what, he's in his 30s you've got to start thinking geez do I do I keep trying to play test cricket for Australia or do I go and chase the bucks around the world in T20 tournaments and I'll tell you what there's nothing wrong with that Is is are we seeing any cricketers or groups of cricketers coming through now going, you know what, I don't need to represent my country. I want to become a professional T20 player. Are you seeing any of those come through? Uh, uh, it's probably not as easy as it sounds. Um, you only really get your way in by performing it at your state level and your, and your big bash level. So I think for me, playing for Australia is number one. Um, these tournaments that pop up, they're just, they're a bonus and they're only a reward of performing here in Australia. So I think repaying Australia and um, staying here for as long as I can is, is what I is what I'm after.
What was it like playing Major League Cricket in the United States? How, how did that uh, – you played for the LA Knight Riders. How was that received by fans over there? Did you get good crowds or and much coverage? It was getting plenty of coverage. Uh, the stadium only held, I think, eleven or 12,000. So uh, there was eleven or 12,000 there, that's for sure. But I think it's just going to grow. They're building stadiums. Um, and it's, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, we've got a World Cup there uh, next year well, the, in the West Indies, so and parts of that will be played in the States as well, so that'll only help the game grow. Is there one place, one place in the world that you'd love to play T20 cricket? Uh, well, I guess Australia. For I'd love to play for Australia in Australia in front of home crowd, in front of my family. Um, that, that would be pretty cool. Spencer, that's a really nice answer, but the correct answer is the West Indies. <laughs> Just people sitting in pools of rum while you're playing cricket. I mean, surely yeah. that's got to be on top of the list. Yeah, the El Dorado rum does sound all right, but um, <laughs> hopefully I can work my way into a into a T20 World Cup squad down the line. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Hey, mate, well done. Uh, you're bowling. You're red hot at the moment. Uh, well done on that. Uh, good luck. The Heat, what, what, undefeated this year. One of them was a... A no win were a washout game as well. Um, the crowd last night at the Gabba, 30,000. Geez, they were loud, weren't they? Well, yeah, almost 30,000 there. I think they're almost the best fans in Australia. Um, the Gabba's awesome. Uh, we love playing there and we love winning. So hopefully we can keep that ball rolling and uh, hopefully have, play a couple of home finals. Okay, last night, no rocket man. Everything was all right amongst the team. Yeah, all good. Uh, we had some fireworks there, which was it's always good to, to see the halftime show, uh, just to pump us up. Um, but, yeah, no, Gabba's Gabba's awesome. All right, next game, New Year's Knights against the, the other Sydney team, the Sixers. Good luck with that. Spencer Johnson, you're in great form. And, mate, congratulations. Uh, mate, getting a $1.78 million contract with the Titans in the IPL, mate. That's that's a reward for, for how you're playing cricket, mate. Congratulations and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Spencer Johnson from the Brisbane Heat joining us on Sports Day. Nice bloke, eh, Alex? Very much so, Jase. And well, well deserving of that big contract that's come his way. He's bowling so well. He's electric pace, isn't he? Last night, you just saw yeah. when he got the new ball in his hand, the second over, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not out there. Let's put it that way. Mate, I tell you what, if, you, if you'd if you nominated yourself for, for 90000 bucks and you end up pulling in yeah. $1.78 million, that's that's got to be the equivalent to winning Lotto. Well, and he's got a lot to thank Ricky Ponting for because the bidding yes. war that the <laughs> Titans were going up against was against uh, Ricky and his Delhi Capitals. So, so you reckon he... I think he might be buying Ricky a beer or two uh, down the track as well. So you reckon Ricky pushed the price up so he could earn one point seven eight? You know, you can kill two birds with one stone, can't you? I, I think you would like to have him at the end of the day. Yeah, good point. Um, there you go. Tonight, the Hobart Hurricanes versus the Melbourne Stars. That's at Blundstone Arena in Hobart. That's our BBL update brought to you by Two E's. I feel like a Two E's or two drink responsibly. The Aussies are six for 187. A late wicket. Steve Smith out. We'll t- like take a look at uh, day three of the second test with Barat Sundaraisen next. This is Sports Day. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day.
Treaty Bowls here. It oh. bounces up and he's caught. Caught in the gully, late in the day. Just what Pakistan needed. Afridi bends his back. Smith is hunched over his blade. He cannot believe it. Yeah, Smith out for 50 at the end of play today, third day of the second test at the MCG. Great call there from Adam Collins from the SEN team, the man who's watched every ball today at the MCG. And I've got a million questions to ask him. Let's bring him in. Part of the SEN commentary team, Barat Sundarais, and welcome to Sports Day. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, in a bit of shock uh, that Steve Smith dismissal. It came from nowhere. Uh, it looked like, yeah, I mean, the short ball ploy had been uh, employed, uh, but for it to work the way it did, I think Steve Smith was in shock, but I think so too were the Pakistanis. Geez, he hates getting out, Steve Smith, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he does, especially when he'd done all the hard work. And yeah. It was a pretty ugly innings, uh, but it was uh, the kind of innings that Australia needed desperately. We were at 4 for 16, uh, and that's the kind of innings that allowed Mitchell Marsh to do what uh, he could do, uh, and he did do. Uh, we just take the game away from Pakistan because at that point, uh, you know, who knows, right? This game not only could have gone Pakistan, so it would have been over by now. So, uh, and, and I mean, there was a, a, that that was the thought really. When the fourth wicket fell and Mitch Marsh had to come out and face the hat trick ball, uh, yep. the feeling was that we could be headed for a quick finish. But um, who knows? We might end up on day five now. Yeah, a wonderful partnership by Smith and Marsh. At Stumps, the Aussies are 6 for 187. Uh, we lead by 241 runs. Geez, um, they led by 54 runs on the first innings. How important are those extras from Pakistan in that first innings? That could end up being the difference between winning and losing this test. You see, Pakistan always comes with uh, two sides. There's always the yin and yang with Pakistan teams. So they play test cricket. Uh, there's the brilliance we saw with the ball. Mir Hamza with that spell. Shaheen Afridi with the new ball, getting rid of Usman Fawaz and Manas Labushin. And the brilliant catch that Aga Salman took to get rid of Mitchell Marsh. But then there's the ridiculousness. Right? <laughs> like the, uh, the terrible bowling uh, at times in the first innings, what, well over 50 extras, uh, which allowed Australia to go past 300. Uh, the drop catch in the first innings and the drop catch today. Right at that point, uh, if Abdullah Shafiq hangs on to a regulation slip catch, oh. um, Australia are in all sorts and uh, Pakistan will, could have been chasing a total uh, under 150. Well, that wasn't to be, but that's just Pakistan cricket. And, um, uh, you know, yeah, there are a lot of moments they will see, look at if this does test, the test doesn't go their way. They look back at it and say, oh, if only mm. it had gone our way. We could well have leveled the series in Melbourne, which they still could. We shouldn't rule them out. Uh, they are into the tail now with that Steve Smith dismissal. But just the way this pitch is playing, you just fear that Australia already have too many runs on the board. So what? what is – I was going to – there's two things I wanted to point out there. Shafiq was ripped out of the slips. I mean, you've covered a lot of cricket in your time, Barrett. Have you seen that that often where they've gone, mate, enough's enough, you're out? I've never seen at this level, at test level, a slip fielder drop two sitters in the same game. I mean, and when, I, when you're talking sitters, these are like, yeah. these are not the catch. I mean, the only excuse I can think of for him dropping it is these are not even the kind of catches that you're given at practice because they're too easy. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe these are the kind of catches us journalists when we play your Asia cricket match uh, will confidently cling on to. <laughs> and so, and no surprises that he was taken out. 
and but that's the that's the contrast right you have aga salman who's taken some brilliant catches throughout uh, this series uh, and that special one to get rid of mitchell marsh that was outstanding that was um, as you say they're either they're, it's yin and yang with those guys they're either red hot or they're not I want to talk about something else. Um, oh, before I do say so, the pitch. What what's the talk around the MCG? Are there gremlins? Uh, you said this is enough. You think Australia have got enough already? Uh, it's it's going to get worse, is it? Well, uh, it, it, you can see Steve Smith's innings. I mean, he had no rhythm. It had no fluency. Uh, in the first innings, it was more the weather conditions that dictated that he never looked like he was in. I think today it was the pace. This, the ball continues to seem around, jag around uh, for, for the Pakistani fast bowlers. And like we saw uh, when Australia had the ball, they'll just get more out of this pitch, whether it's Cummins or Hazelwood or Stark, uh, and, uh, which is why I say that they already have too many runs on the board. Having said that, I mean, at one point yesterday, Pakistan were what, one for 120. Uh, so when the sun sun's out and uh, the ball isn't very new, I still think batting is not as uh, difficult as it was in Perth last week. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, there, are, there are a couple of cracks developing slowly but surely. A couple kept low uh, when uh, Steve Smith was batting. Uh, and it's only going to get tougher from here. Uh, we still don't know what the weather is going to be like. Uh, tomorrow there was no forecast for rain today, but we did see rain and a lot of cloud cover throughout the day. Uh, so I think all those factors will come into play. And if Australia can out another 40, 50 runs, then uh, I guess they'll feel a lot more comfortable than where they are now. But having said that, from 4 for 16 to where they have come now, uh, that they will be the team that will sleep well tonight. I tell you what, in a game that's already struggling to get through 90 overs in a day, today mm. two things happen, which I think is embarrassing for Test cricket, and I want to get your thoughts on this. First of all, we go off for some drizzle, which I don't think yeah. there was an issue with that, with that rain that uh, we went off for today. And secondly, the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen, funny <laughs> as well, but embarrassing. An eight-minute delay after lunch because the third umpire was stuck in a lift bar. You know, the irony to this is when we were in Perth last week, um, I, I was uh, twice after the tea break as Michael Goff, who was the third umpire then, was getting back into the lift with a cup of coffee. And it was a busy lift. There were all these corporate <laughs> members, uh, like a big bunch of them right there. And I remember at one point asking Michael Goff to get into the media lift so that he could get back upstairs in time. And at that point, joking about, ha ha, imagine what would happen if you were late. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> Someone actually got stuck in the lift. Yeah, I've never experienced something like that. It was a bizarre afternoon, really. The fourth umpire uh, uh, acted as the third umpire for a while. And briefly, Joel Wilson went off the field. We still don't know what happened there. So the, the fourth umpire, uh, uh, Mr. Gillespie, also ended up uh, umpiring the game in the middle. What an afternoon for him if you are the fourth umpire. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, cricket just keeps throwing up these scores, doesn't it? It's incredible. And again, the whole the whole drizzle thing, again, we're struggling to get through 90 overs. And we've, we've, I don't know what the fix is. We're asking our listeners tonight on Sports Day. And Tommy from Sydney says, boys, an easy fix to speed up test cricket, reduce players' lunch and tea breaks until they bowl 30 overs <laughs> in a session. That'll get them moving. I like that idea. It's not, it's not the worst idea, honestly. Uh, and uh, you're right. I mean, we spoke about this on commentary as well. Like, you know, cricket... At times, isn't a very fan-friendly sport, is it? Uh, and 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 the thing is, if you do take the players off for for the lightest drizzle, 
uh, you can't bring them, according to the laws of the game, you can't bring them back on till it, the rain is completely stopped. And which on some days, uh, especially in countries like England and even Melbourne. And that, Melbourne, yeah. Uh, you can't help it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't help it. The drizzle can just stay in. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of them, again, like I said, one of the many quirks of cricket that uh, make us love and hate the sport of fans. Absolutely, mate. You guys are doing a wonderful job. I know you've got Adam Collins uh, with you standing by. You've got to do a, a video uh, for SCN, so I'll, yep. let, you, I'll <laughs> let you go. Uh, mate, we've got an intriguing day four coming up. And who thought we'd actually see day four against Pakistan? But this is going to be an intriguing day. Pakistan looking for early wickets. And, of course, Australia will want to knock over Pakistan to go 2-0 up in the series. Bharat Sundarajan, thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. We appreciate it. No worries at all, guys. Yeah, I mean, this game is not over yet, so keep watching. Beautiful. Thanks, Bharat. See you later, mate. There he goes, Bharat Sundarajan. Uh, coming to us live from Melbourne, doing a lot of post-production stuff for SEN. Live coverage tomorrow morning, live on the SEN app or across SEN around the country, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Day four of the second test between Australia and Pakistan. Break time. We'll get to your text messages next. This is Sports Day. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yes, hello. Welcome back to Sports Day. Jason Matthews here doing a holiday edition of the show. Um, As we said, uh, the Aussies are leading by 241 runs. Stumps, day three of the second test at the MCG, six for 187. Could have been a lot worse for the Aussies, but just horrendous fielding by the Pakistanis. And then uh, a couple of hours later, they're pulling off amazing catches and diving around everywhere and stopping the ball. It's just, we spoke to Barat about it, and you get two Pakistani teams, one brilliant and one not so brilliant. Hey, we're getting your advice tonight on how we can get 90 overs of cricket done in one day. Like, we are getting ripped off with Test cricket. I don't know how we can't bowl 30 overs in two hours, Alex. It's mm. annoying the crap out of me. Well, it's and it's taking away value from the customer, isn't it? From the paying fan that goes in there, the people that tune in on TV, we are getting less cricket than we are meant to be getting when we sit yep. down for a day of Test cricket at the mm. moment. Yep. Uh, and, and look, no doubt the television networks and SEN love it too because it extends the coverage of the game. I know half of our show tonight's been missing because the cricket went on. And I'm sure it's good for ratings, but I just, yeah, we've got to get through it. The fans deserve 90 overs. Mm. And today, seeing two very embarrassing things happen, one going off a drizzle, and then as Barat Sundarazan said, you can't go back until that drizzle stops. Mm. Now, that drizzle's not going to hurt anyone. So what if we get a little bit of rain on a pitch? It'll liven it up, make it very interesting. I, I just, anyway, I don't get it. Uh, BBL action coming up real soon. SEN stations will be leaving us around the country. What have we got? The Melbourne Stars taking on the Hurricanes at Blunston Arena in Hobart. Beautiful arena, that. Really nice mm-hmm. arena. So that game, you can hear that live. If you want to continue listening to Sports Day, uh, we're live on the SEN app, uh, and you can also listen through the Super Radio network as well. Quick, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you have a minute, <laughs> one minute to talk about soccer. Okay. So, I, I know, mind you, mind you, you're a Sheffield United fan, so you're taking on Chelsea this weekend. You're, you're definitely getting relegated. There's no doubt about it. 
Well, we, we don't need lose. to we, exactly. We don't need to talk about that, Jace. Who we need to talk <laughs> about is Ange Postecoglou because he's well, doing he very, now? very well at Tottenham. Well, he's taking on Brighton. And where are they on the ladder? Well, they're in the top four. They're back in the top four. Oh, nice. They're back up in fourth. So they've had okay. three wins in a row now. Starting to get some players back. They travel to Brighton tomorrow morning. Um, which is going to be fantastic. 6.30 kickoff if you're in Sydney, 5.30 if you're in up in Queensland. Mm. And they're a chance. They're a chance. They're not just a chance. I think they should be favourites for this game. And with a win, they're going to move nice and cosily into the top four. In fact, they're going to jump Manchester City back into the top four. They're going to jump Aston Villa back into third place. Tell me this, will they stop singing songs about him being fat and stuff like that now? Never. If... We're loving Big Ange <laughs> instead. That's what I'm they're t- doing. All right, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Mm, good. I don't I don't Up watch early. much football. Oh, hang on. Did you say 5.30? 5.30 oh, your time, Chase. Yeah, no, you can watch no, it on a replay, though. Oh, yeah, I can do that as well. Uh, second hour of the show coming up for Super Radio Network listeners and those listening through the SEN app, you can catch... The second hour of it. We've got That's Ridiculous, three burning questions. Uh, and we're also going to catch up with a super bike rider. Big man, this guy. Big man. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Second hour of Sports Day. Welcome to it. Uh, hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network and also for those uh, listening to us via the SEN app. Big hour coming up. Uh, three burning questions. Uh, Alex Mulch is going to put me uh, under... I don't know. Is, is, is these going to be hard questions or uh, I reckon easy? two of them are hard and one of them should be a little bit lighter. Okay, normally we can only get through a couple of questions because Daddy Vass speaks so slowly. <laughs> it actually takes, I, I don't know, it, it, the segment goes half an hour for two questions. Does he just like to draw it out and, you know, get a bit of suspense and drama going? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Superbike rider Brock Pearson will be joining us for World Gym as well. Sats and the Rat spoke to him uh, earlier this year. That's ridiculous. Uh, have you got anything for us? Uh, let us know. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Um, or you can call 1300 01 I'll tell you what, it's been so nice because Glenn, Glenn's on holidays. So even pests go on holidays and yet I can't. Alex, it's not fair. You got this the is long, not fair. You had the long weekend. You got the long weekend coming up this weekend as well. No, don't I you? don't. No, no, I don't. I've got to work. No, cricket on Monday. We've got the oh, big bash at the Gabba. Yeah, there really is no rest for the wicked, Jase. No, that's right. So, anyway, 0457 736 736. Have you got a that's ridiculous for us? I'm just going to hit one out of the park right now and set an example. Then this is the benchmark you've got to follow tonight. Going off for drizzle at the MCG today. Come on, that's ridiculous. I tell you, I'm telling you. And players having drinks after 30 minutes on the mm. field. Like, it's not 40 degrees. Not in Melbourne. It, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, test cricketers are taking the P1 double five out of the fans. Just stop it. Just, it's not, you play cricket for a living. You know what I mean? You're not digging holes in 37 degree heat in the middle of summer. And I get it, but it's a really extreme 
temperature or something like that. I get it. Maybe have an extra drinks break. But you know what? Just play. It's not hard. It, all you're going to do is hit a ball to the boundary, run a few times, bowl a few deliveries. But seriously, we are sick of the interruptions to test cricket. I'm sick of the fact we're not getting through 90 overs in a day. And I think it was Tommy in Sydney said, well, cut down their breaks. So until they've bowled 30 overs per session. And the other, or, or find them. We Don't we find, aren't we? What's happened to finding teams who well, don't get through their, their over rate? So they decided that wasn't working. So now we're taking away World Test Championship points. That's clearly not working either. What? Yeah. So a team like, see, this is. Well, and exactly Come right. on, hang on. Wait, wait, Alex. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's, do you think Pakistan give us stuff about the World Championship? There's no chance of playing in it, mm. honestly. And again, is, is cricket losing its marbles that they don't think of the fan? They just it's, honestly, people pay good money to go to the cricket. There's been over what a hundred and something forty thousand or whatever it is have been to the MCG so far to see the Boxing Day Test, and it's been a really good Test match, much better than I thought it'd be. But the money that people are handing over to go to the cricket, think of them. Like, honestly, pull your finger out, ICC, <laughs> and do something about it. And don't just think, oh, well, we'll take World Test Championship points. I couldn't give a stuff. Mm. Do you think the lower – do you think the West – I'm not saying the West Indies are doing this, but do you think Pakistan care about losing points? There's no chance of making the final. Mm. The only the, – there's there's two or three teams or a chance of making that, and that's Australia – India, maybe, I don't know, maybe England on a good day. But apart from that, there's no other test team and teams in the world that have a chance to make it. I, I couldn't agree more. There, there has to be another way. And look, I think that might be the best idea I've heard from our texter to take the break away. Yeah. You know, when I'm cutting into your lunch break, Woogie, I know that makes you work a lot harder. Mate, so, it makes me angry too. <laughs> it does. You I work faster. the bowling performance as well. Angry Seriously, fast bowlers. I cut corners too when, I've, when I'm hungry or people are taking my time. I'm with you, Alex. Yep. Why, why is it that you and I, we can fix this problem, but the ICC can't? Mm. And again, the fans keep getting right. And while I'm having a crack at cricket, can I keep going on this? Yeah, keep going. Why not? Stephen Dubbo, good to have you on. How hard is it to find us, mate? Now I've got you. Had to go to 2SM, yes, and the Super Radio Network. Well done, mate. What have I missed? Has Glenn been on? Steve, <laughs> you're getting this. Come on, that's ridiculous. You, oh, Steve, you're unbelievable. Hey, while I'm having a crack at cricket, um, I want to have oh, this, the BBL final system this year. And again, poor scheduling from Cricket Australia. Yeah. So the Brisbane Heat will, if, if they host any home finals, and at the moment they're heading towards that, uh, I mean, they're undefeated so far, and they've still got another three games at home, right? Uh, it'll have to play those games at Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast, right? Now, you might think, well, that's not too bad. It's an hour down the road maybe two hours in heavy traffic on the M1. But that's fine for the team. But again, what about the fans? Mm. What about the fans who buy their yearly tickets uh, and the families that go to to Big Bash games? And it is a family-driven product, right? In fact, I saw a player, I saw Tall Paul get warned last night by the umpire for swearing. Oh. He had a word to him. That never happens in professional sport anymore. Never. No, well, he, he copped it. 
Wow. He, he absolutely copped it, so from the umpire. So, and he could hear it clearly in the effects, Mike, after bowling a bad delivery. But anyway, um, we, they're going to have to play their home finals at Heritage Bank Stadium. While, get ready for this one. Think about the Adelaide Strikers fans for a moment. Any early finals hosted by Adelaide Strikers, now these are the games, their home games, mm. will be played at Monica Oval in Canberra. Come on, that's ridiculous. Do you want me to repeat that? Well, I am, Adelaide I'm Strikers my mouth open. will play in Canberra before Adelaide Oval becomes available for the final two matches of the tournament following the first test between Australia and the West Indies. This, this has been completely ballsed up by Cricket Australia. And the same reason is the Brisbane Heat. It's too close to the test matches or the test match between Australia and the West Indies at the Gabba, the day-night test, which happens over the Australia Day long weekend period. What, what the hell is going on? Is, is, I don't know. Is, is, Big Bash, is Big Bash an afterthought in the scheduling system? Because at the moment, it's the most popular product mm. right now. 42,500 in Perth the other night, 30,000 at the Gabba last night. You had a good crowd, didn't you say, at the SCG yeah. the other night as well? Best, what's go, best what's attendance of the season. I, I wonder what's if going? CA were expecting this after the trials and tribulations the Big Bash has had. And the fact that it's not the ratings have been okay, but the, as a an in person product, the attendance has been falling for the last couple of years. I'm wondering if they were actually expecting to get as many through the gate as they have, particularly since since the school holidays started. It's been it's gone ballistic. There's been forty thousand in Perth. Which we knew it does Perth, every year, mate. But not to this extent, Chase. Not the last I've, couple of years. I not think the we've last got short couple memories. of years. Yeah. I, I agree before that, but I, I think CA have actually been taken by surprise a little bit by how well, attendance-wise, the BBL has gone as a product this year. And that may be the case, but at the same time, you've got to start thinking. And, and again, oh, yeah. the, Premier, the Premier of South Australia made this point, uh, I think it was today or yesterday in an interview. He actually, You've got to start thinking of the fans. The people pay the hard-earned money in a time where cost of living is out of control – and for families to give up whatever spare cash they may have to buy season tickets to the Big Bash, then you take the games mm. away from them. Yep. Even the thought of that happening, you you would think in the planning of everything, you'd sit back and go, oh, listen, we can't schedule that test match there. Um, or even if they were locked in first, you can't sit there and say, listen, we're going to schedule that Big Bash game. Um, geez, that's the finals. Mm. Um, we don't know whether they're going to, be in the finals or not but if they are we'll move it to Canberra are you serious mm. actually it deserves that mm. are you serious <laughs> like that's daddy that's by the way you know um, where that came from I, I fired him up once I said the Broncos won't make the top four next year Ooh. and he went yeah are you serious I, Hook, tend, line and sinker. I tend to agree with him there but um <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What well, do, what, 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 so here we go, Jay. Say you, you want to free up those spaces for the BBL finals. Did we need the two test matches against the West Indies? We're no. Playing two tests. Is that what you're arguing? Oh, look, I want to I see I don't want to put cr- words in your mouth. but No, no, but I want to see as much cricket as possible. And, mm. and I know our cricket season's been delayed because of the, the ODI World Cup. I get all that. But maybe, you, you know what, Alex, maybe we should have just had the one-team tour. Maybe it should have been a, a three or four-test series against Pakistan. That was it. 
particularly you with know. the Ted series coming up against New Zealand so close. Yeah, I know. And, but again, it's just, I don't know. You just got to look at the draw and, and maybe adjust the draw of the big bash. Mm. You know, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's, it's appalling. Maybe we, oh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is to it, but I, I'm not the one scheduling world cricket. No. But surely you have a look at, okay, test matches this time. We've got Big Bash here. There's a possibility. There's a possibility that we could have Brisbane Heat in the finals or we could have the Adelaide Strikers in the finals. So we've got to think about how we do this. And it feels like to me they haven't thought about it. They think about it when venues are, are, are booked out for Taylor Swift or, or Pink or whoever. But when it comes to it, Another game of cricket. I don't know. It's I don't know. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We've got to not forget about the fans. We've got to. It, I know it's all about broadcast rights, and I get it. That's where the the bulk of the revenue comes from. But think about the fans and growing the game amongst young fans because they're the ones who go to the game with mum and dad or dad or mum, uh, and their and their siblings, and watch Big Bash and hopefully. Hopefully they'll become fans, Alex, of the longer form of the game. Mm. It's the it's the entry level into, and I don't mean that in as a spectacle, but I mean that as in someone who might be a passing cricket fan. Mm. That's their entry level into cricket. My family are coming to the Gabba on the 1st of January. They've only been to one other cricket game, and that was a big bash game at the MCG, which they loved. So this is their second game. I'd never get, be able to get my family to a test match. I'd never be able to get my family to an ODI game. But they want to go to the Big Bash on January 1 because they go, it's great. It's, it's over in three hours. It's the bridge, isn't it? Yep. Builders and they will come. <laughs> oh, that's nice, mate. Man, thank you. Thank you. I feel like that's is – that is that from that movie? Field of Dreams. Yeah. Kevin Costner, one of the greats. What do you think, listener? 0457 736 736. What is the fix? Time for three burning questions. Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. You've got something for me. Okay, the first, the most obvious. We've been talking about the openers. This series, David Warner has two innings left in his test career. Potentially one Thank if we win. goodness. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Warner. Hey, he, got a good, he got a good send-off today at the MCG. Did he you did. see that? He did which is a little bit surprising. I'm sure he'll get an even more raucous one at the SCG because he is loved up here in New South Wales. But well, you I, don't love him. I asked I you don't yesterday. Love, I don't love him, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, my my opinion of him is not gospel. Well, um, and I met, don't think it's the prevailing one down I've here. Never met, I've never met one person who likes him, apart from one of our listeners, Craig from Maitland. I've got a few mates who like him. Really? Like that he fires Find up. Find new like mates. Like that he's... <laughs> He doesn't fire up. His miso does. <laughs> okay, this is not where I wanted to go with this chat. Right. right, who comes in? Who comes in for that test series against the West Indies? We got Renshaw there. We got Harris or the other mooted option with Labuschagne almost what refusing option? to go up there. Mooted. Is that a fancy Sydney word? Mooted option. <laughs> it's been talked yes. about, discussed. Yes. The other mooted option. I can see why yeah. this segment takes so long now. Uh, Mitch Marshall, Cam Green up the order. Um, I think I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I would like to see Travis Head right. uh, go to the top of the order because I'd, I'd love to continue. One thing about Dave Warner, all jokes aside, is, is his aggressiveness. Mm. He, he could, and that was that word was meant to be aggressiveness. Mm. Um, he the way he can get us off to a great start, I, I that that is something that we need to continue. 
I would then, and again, I'm not a Queenslander. I live in Queensland. I'm not a, I'm a New South Welshman, and I always fight the good fight during Origin. Trust me. I would like to see Matty Renshaw go in the middle order. I don't, I don't want to see him open just yet. Right. I want to give him time to ease into the Australian test team, uh, be given an opportunity to, to find his way. Because uh, we've only got like 10, 11 months before yep. India are out here for a five-test series. So let's – I don't know. I, I think Matty Renshaw, purely on age. I'm not a fan of Harris because, what is he, mid-30s? Yeah, uh, early yeah. 30s. I think mid's a bit harsh, Okay, early. Well, yeah. mid-early. Yeah, yeah. mid He's the wrong so. side of 30. He is. And I just – I think we need someone a little bit younger. Mm. Okay, I'll take that argument. I, I'd really like to see Mitch Marshall up there. I think he can play the the role that Shane Watson played to varying levels of success, and I think he's what, at a get point. Get out LBW. All the time. <laughs> he did make Is quite that... a few runs as well. We did he? he? Did yes. Okay. You look all at right. his average up there. It's, it's not okay. too bad for an all rounder who um, pulled out a few wickets in, at time. I think Mitch Marsh is at a better stage of his career than <laughs> Shane Watson okay. was when he was sent up there. Okay. Um, and as a, a stopgap option, which, and I agree with you, I'd really like to see Renshaw come in at five or six and play through the middle order with a view mm. to eventually getting him back up into that top order slot, maybe once Usman Kawaja disappears mm. from the test team. I, I used to love watching, I'm going back to Shane Watson here. I used to love watching him <laughs> get hit. On the front pad, dead set in front. And like it was a snap review, wasn't it? It wasn't it, even. What a do you thought mean snap? Or a consul- that wasn't consultation. I'm not, even, I'm not even asking my my teammate <laughs> down the other end. I'm just how many review? I'd love to see the stats on the reviews he lost. Like it absolutely plumb. His teammate appealed at the non-strikers. Then that's how plumb he was. <laughs> like seriously, he did filter wor- through a few of them too. He filtered only- through a few opening partners. Oh, absolutely. But the only other person I think was worse at using the third umpire review was Tim Payne as captain. Mm. He was horrible. Oh, he had a dreadful run, didn't he? It was had like 11 a... or 12 in a row that he got oh, wrong. We, we should have shafiked him. We should have just <laughs> yanked him out or, or or not even let him, you know, review. You're right? not allowed. Sorry. Yeah. Payne, we know you're the skipper and, and you've done a good job saving, you know, Australian cricket after Sandpaper Gate. But if you review one more time, you're out. <laughs> you are out. You're gone, mate. Fair you play. are gone. Fair play. Okay, next one. Second burning question. The future of international limited overs cricket. I'm not so worried about test cricket here. Limited overs. David Warner is retiring, and he's at the centre of this question as well. Um, mm. Still playing BBL and in the new Dubai Premier League because we need another international T20 competition. But he's likely to miss the white ball series against the West Indies in late January, early February. Is that a worry for you? And where do you see no. 50 over in T20 cricket in internationals going? From um, I think, I reckon, don't you think this as well, that ODI cricket has been reborn after the World Cup? Don't you think? I think it needs context. I, I, I don't think What do you it, mean by that? Well, I don't think it works when you play these five-game series. I'd love to see tri-series come back. Absolutely. Give them, a little, give them some jeopardy, even if it's and just Australia for those couple of weeks. And final. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> that's fun too. I mean, this, no, Pakistan, this Pakistan team, imagine yeah. them playing in one of those tri-series. It'd be great fun. You'd have balls flying around everywhere. Babar Azam would come in, make one dashing 120 against Sri Lanka Drop or whoever catches. it was, and then 
you know, get bowled for ducks by Mitch Stark. That's fun, Jace. Alex, are you asking me the question or yourself? What, what was your question again? Okay, do you think there is a place for international limited overs cricket going forward? Yes. 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 Outside of World Cups? Yes. Okay. The more cricket, the better, right? Oh, you, so you just want cricket 365 days a year. But what's wrong? What's, I mean, so you, when you say white ball, you mean T20 international cricket. Well, that and, and one day. And ODIs. Yeah. yeah, of course there is. Okay. Don't be stupid. <laughs> well, I, I don't know Next. if there is. Okay. Last one, and you're an expert at this. Three days since Christmas. Whoa, whoa, Three whoa. days since Christmas are whoa. the leftovers off. Are you serious? <laughs> Three days since Christmas. Are those yeah. leftovers in the fridge still good to eat? Because that's if you've got leftovers, if you've got leftovers in your fridge after three days, you're not trying hard enough. Seriously, they should all be gone. <laughs> well, I've still got some left. Am what I okay to eat them? What do you got left? I've still got a little bit of duck. Uh, not duck. What am duck. I saying? Pork. 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 So that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> going pork's good for months. Pork. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a bit of ham, which I know is still ham never okay. goes off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's all the you can eat stuff. that till about June. The ham. Okay. How about turkey? I, I've got a little so, bit, yeah. of turkey, a couple of slices oh. of turkey left as well. Tell me this: How good is turkey? Mm. And, and the but, gravy. Well, the gravy makes it. Yeah, but why don't we? Eat, do you eat turkey any other time of the year? No. No. What? See, there needs to be an advertising campaign other, uh, for, by turkeys. Like, well, they probably don't want to be no, here. But you know exactly. what I mean? Like the Turkey Commission. I don't know who is in charge of of selling turkey meat. But mm. serious, uh, is there – serious question, uh, is there a shortage of turkey? Uh, w- what's going on? Because I reckon on Christmas Day that is the pick of the meat. Mm. It's mm. not – you get that, that turkey roll. I'm not talking about – I don't put a whole turkey in the oven with wings and stuff like that. I couldn't be bothered. But you get that turkey, right? Man, that is so good. Mm. It did just sound like you were actually advocating for turkeys voting for Christmas there, which is, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, what? I did what? Have you heard that saying? Turkeys, no. turkeys don't vote for Christmas? No. Turkeys voting for Christmas? Where, where do you hang out? Do you and all your crazy soccer mates? Well, that's just one of the sayings I've picked up. Might be the Anglophile in me. Three burning questions. Uh, Got any more for us? 0457 736 736. Toolkit Depot. Everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. Got to go to a break because we've got a a very good interview standing by. Superbikes rider Brock Pearson caught up with Sats and the Rat next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 520... Sorry, mate, I went off on a tangent on the <laughs> so Train for the sport you play, building the next generation good. of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, so Pearson's uh, self-contained. So I get a bit of... Yep, I've got him in the log. Hang on. Beautiful. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Thanks to World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, this is a little bit left of field from what we're used to. Yeah. We're about to get a, a very special guest on. He's a 2021 600 Super Sport champion. Just transferred to the Superbikes Championships in 2022. He had an outstanding season his first year in the Superbikes. Rookie of the year. He's yep. a Gold Coast-born boy. He's only 22 years of age. 
and he must be half a lunatic oh, he's to do be. the sport that he does. His name's Brock Pearson, known as Brock O as well, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Brock? Yeah, good, thank you. How about you, both? Yeah, really well, really well. Thanks for coming on on behalf of World Gym Australia. And I'm actually really interested to find, and we'll ask you this a little bit later on, about how you actually prepare yourself from a fitness point of view for something like superbikes. But as a kid growing up, were you a risk taker? Were you always someone who liked to go fast, whether it's go-karts or whatever it may be? Uh, yeah, to be honest, um, for motorsports, yes. But, uh, like, risk takers, like, not really me. Um, like, I'm, not, I'm a pretty calculated person. I don't do very silly things. But then when it comes to motorsports, yes, I do have something for speed that I seem to be addicted to. <laughs> Mate, it's... Uh... Um, what, what speeds are you getting up to on these super bikes now? Because it, uh, it just seems like every year the bikes are getting faster and faster. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. I think uh, the highest top speed that I have personally got up to is 320. Um, oh. I know that like I know that the GP bikes now over in Europe are doing like up to 370, which is just crazy. But um, yeah, I guess every year the bikes get better and the speeds also come up and, um, yeah, it just continues to climb somehow. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. So Superbikes and MotoGP, for the layman who – because they look the same, but they're obviously not the same. Yeah. One goes 50 k's an hour faster than the other one. And 50 k's an hour when yep. you're going from 320 to 370, <laughs> that's, got to, that's a difference, yep. all right? So what, what are the differences between yeah. the two bikes? Uh, so basically, like, what we have is a bike that you can buy for the road. And right. what we then do is basically transfer most of the road parts into race parts. Like, we obviously put exhaust, better suspension, electronics, and basically convert the whole bike into something that we can push to the limits on the track, what we then couldn't do on a road bike. We just couldn't replicate it. Um, so basically, we have a production bike that we turn into a race bike where in MotoGP, every part from the frame all the way up to what they complete the bike that is like custom made um from yeah top to bottom so and that and then they basically have no restrictions on what they can do so right. you've got pretty much a similar motorbike in terms of cc but they are very different in a lot of ways and then obviously their bikes are getting up a lot higher speeds they've got a lot more electronics on their bike so in short we we ride a road bike that you can buy and uh they they ride a bike you cannot yeah, okay. So, mate, you, you're riding for Ducati now, which is a, a huge brand, uh, very passionate yep. supporters, but but you're working with Troy Bayliss, who is world superbike champion. It must be unreal having someone like that in your corner who you can speak to and can mentor you. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been really good because his son, Ollie, is a similar age to me. We've been really good mates um, along, you know, the last few years. And um, to be honest, I never used uh, or never sort of fell back onto Troy for a ride or anything like that at any stage in my career. And um, last year I was riding a superbike and uh, halfway through the season I come unstuck with the team I was within and um, I didn't have a ride. And um, I, for about a month, didn't have a ride and it was pretty hard. And that was the first time I actually reached out to Troy to, you know, to be on a bike that he had. And I said, look, I, I you know, I don't. I don't want to uh, push our friendship, but um, I'm without a ride and uh, I'd love to have a go on your bike. And um, they basically said to me, they'll put me alongside their main rider at the time and they'll give me an opportunity for one round, but no promises. And then, uh, yeah, I got my um, best finishes of the year, which I got two fourth places at the first race I did with them, which was pretty good. And uh, that secured me a ride. And here I am now with a full time. Nice work. Nice work. Now, of course, this is brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And that's what I'm really interested in. From a rugby league point of view, for us, it was about spending time in the gym, doing a lot of conditioning.
might be all right tomorrow. Might not have to do any shifts, mate. Yep. Big thing over the last 15 or 20 years. So from a fitness point of view, how do you prepare yourself for the rigours of superbikes? Yeah, well, like, it's actually pretty interesting. Like, most people think that road racing is not that demanding on the body and things like that, but it really can be. Um, you know, the bikes have, like, over 200 horsepower. So, you know, constantly opening the throttles up on those things up to 300 kilometres is, is pretty full-on to begin with, and then trying to stop them is another thing. Um, so, like, basically, I've had a few injuries over the years that I've had to spend a lot of time on in the gym, and um, I've been really fortunate to have all the resources there to do it. But... Um, Basically, like, we really try and work on having, like, strong forearms for one, especially when it comes to being on the brake. Um, like, we need to have really good grip. So I do a lot of stuff like that in the gym and then basically a lot of core and back strength um, because a lot of the time we're sitting up in the wind. And um, when you're doing 300 kilometres an hour and you shove your whole upper body up into the wind, if you can't sort of, if you can't sustain that force of the wind, you're getting blown off the back of the bike. So... <laughs> Uh, we we need to be really strong in the upper body, basically, just to be able to hold ourselves and hold our core. And um, yeah, look, there's a lot of things you wouldn't realise. You'd think we sit on the bike a lot. We don't. We barely stay seated at most tracks. Uh, a lot of times, we're pushing through the feet of like our our pegs. So um, we need to have pretty strong hammies and and that sort of thing too. Otherwise, if you can't stand on the bike, you can't put it where you want to go. So um, there's a lot that goes into it without without really realising. Again, comparing it to like a sport that we played or any contact sport where there's a lot of moving parts and your limbs are moving in all different directions, with you, not so much. So is flexibility important? Yes, it is. Um, I'm flexible to a point that um, that I'm, I'm happy with. I probably could spend a little bit more time stretching. I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally... Who won the bat flip? Um, so <laughs> I, I make a routine of it, doing it like as much as I can every day, but like it's not something that I enjoy. So I'm probably not the best in that department, but I'm probably more flexible than the average person. Just, um, Did you get a chance to podcast OTB? No, but um, it's, it's not a fan of mine. Mate, um, you've had some pretty injuries. I noticed you've... Yeah, Daddy said it had a thousand listens. And, and your yep. collarbone? Yeah. How did you... There, there's some serious setbacks. How, how did you get... the You rehab that? Uh, uh, That's pretty good for us. Basically, I... Um, I had a little bit of a, a big setback when I was about uh, 16, I think I was. I broke my back and both my femurs at the same time. Um, and Are there any fire warnings for Seagate? Minor injuries, like I broke the back of my shoulder blade, my elbow, my collarbone, but they were so minor compared to what I had at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, that set me back for like six months off the bike. I spent a lot of time in a wheelchair and all, because I broke both my femurs as well at the same time, I could not walk for months because I couldn't wait there on any, which really delayed it. Um, but I was so lucky. I looked down the path where I, I really not had any structured training until that accident. I basically did what I want when I want. And um, I thought, okay, I need to reach out to someone who's going to be able to give me a hand and, and, and um, look after me. Because for one, I was scared to be in a gym with weight. And um, two, I, I didn't know what my body could do without being hurt again. So I was really lucky. I met um, Mike from World Gym through a friend of a friend. Uh, I reached out to them and um, basically that was, yeah, going on six years ago now and um, I've had that resource that I've always used and uh, basically I had a PT that I've stepped inside those facilities and um, so luckily I've been able to come back to full full fitness, if not even better, um, where a lot of those injuries would put people away from the sport and probably wouldn't recover to you know that much of an extent.
Yeah, mate, I've got to ask you, so you physically recover, but are you gun shy when you get back on the bike after an injury like after injuries like that? Because, I mean, I, I tell you, I've had big injuries playing footy and you're always a little nervous when you, when you set foot back on the field. Yeah, I'd be lying if I wasn't for sure. I guess the difference with, like, rugby is, like, like, you know that you're running straight at someone, so, like, you need to face it, I guess. Um, you could probably not face it as much if you tried to avoid it. But, I mean, with racing, it's really hard because you don't hit the deck often, so you don't know you don't know when you're going to hit the deck and when you do, are you going to be okay because you just don't know the severity of it. So, for me, like, I, I, I didn't crash for two years after I had my big injury, and um, for one, that was definitely a case that I wasn't pushing the limits. Hit the deck. Within 12 months, I really I had a few crashes actually that were really good for me because I learned that I could hit the deck without getting hurt. And um, and basically, I shaped up for my full season in the 600s. Then I, I put myself on the line and uh, basically got comfortable being up back on the limit. And that was the year I won the championship. Oh, good stuff. I'd man. rather run in the Gordon Tallis than do what you <laughs> no, do. No. Okay, yeah. Brock. So uh, World Gym oh, Australia. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. World Gym Australia trained for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And this man. Wow. He's definitely next generation. He's a 2022 Superbikes Championships Rookie of the Year. Make sure you keep an eye on his career. Brock Pearson, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries. Thanks at all. Thanks. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. What a song this is. You know this song, Mulchie? This, this is outside my wheelhouse. Oh, hang so on, I'll turn your mic on. <laughs> Do you know go. this song? I don't. I don't. Mate. One of the greatest rock bands ever. You two, from the album Zoo Rope, it's called... Well, it, it's a bad song. It's called The Fly. How cool. And I got... mean, who else has written a song about an insect? <laughs> There wouldn't be Seriously. too many. Wouldn't be too many. And I've got a few U2 uh, songs on the playlist, but that's not one of them. Mate, it's brilliant. Download mm-hmm. the album. It's, Will do. It's good. In fact, I just had a mate of mine, and I know Joel Kane from the run home with Joel and Fletch went and saw them at the Dome mm. in Vegas. A mate of mine went and saw them recently, and he's at the Dome. And it wasn't just the whole fact that it was U2. He, he just said the whole experience was just mm. unbelievable. Can't that wait is... to get over to Vegas. Can't wait. Yeah. Never, def- never done it. Haven't you? No. On the bucket list. Very much so. Used to be great when they had buffets. <laughs> I'm out of that now. <laughs> um, segment seven brought to you by Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Hey, I want to um, – what's, what's this that happened at the MCG today or yesterday – with with some lovers, was what was going on in the crowd? Well, so there were play was sort of dawdling along in the second session. Pakistan are at the crease, and um, a camera cuts in between overs to this couple up in the crowd, and I'll leave it to Adam Collins, our SEN commentator, to to describe the rest to you. The crowd have gone wild at the MCG. Two youngsters, a couple of sixteen-year-olds, having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle, <laughs> flashed up on the screen. And they've immediately covered their face. They're obviously not meant to be having a kiss and a cuddle up there in the <laughs> in the back of the Pontsford stands. A- a- Adam Collins has made that sound a little creepy, <laughs> don't you think? A kiss Adam, and a what are you doing? Well, hang on. How would you describe it if you were up there? I wouldn't be, mate. I I 
was describing last night at the Gabba, two people kissing, uh, and it was meant to be karaoke cam, not kissing cam. Oh, so, so they've just taken it upon themselves. That's right. I I didn't I didn't. It doesn't matter. I don't want. I want to move away from that. But yeah, that's that's bizarre. Mm. That First bizarre. dates at the cricket. Are we no. for no. that? No. And there's a reason. And and <laughs> that sounds like a, the reason. No, just in no, case. There is. <laughs> I, if I'm trying to impress a, impress a chick, right? There is no way I'm taking them to the cricket when my behaviour is the worst. Right, you know I, mean? I see what you mean. So you want them almost to take them away. Well, I don't want them to know that I'm even at the cricket. Oh, okay. I, the thing, my priority is building the longest beer snake possible. Right, that's – and do you think that's going to – Well, she might be into that. Well, if she is, that's – that's, that's a your problem. Kind. That's your mar- yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, I've just described my wife, to, to be honest. Hey, 556 has just sent us a text. Tommy from Sydney, he's the smartest bloke listening tonight. Mm. Yeah, and Steve, so much smarter than you. Boys, I think T20 will become more dominant and tests and ODIs will reduce. The BCCI is talking about having a second IPL tournament in September, October each year. Only Australia, England, and India can give their national teams big contracts. So players from all other countries would chase the big T20 money. I tell you what, Tommy, the interesting thing is as well, and this is why IPL is so big, apart from the money, right? That's the obvious park. That's for a sec, Alex. The fact that their their national players can actually play in those tournaments. Mm. They don't have conflicting tournaments. Um, And I reckon that's a good time for – I reckon that's a great time for Australian cricketers to go and play IPL. That October, September, October, there's no cricket in Australia. 100%. And it's a perfect lead into our summer. So, And I'm, I'm all for that. Mm. What I'm not, not there's there's an IPL tournament in Abu Dhabi, I think, in January, late January. Mm. That's the one that really hurts us because that prevents our star players going back and playing Big Bash, mm. you know, and playing test test matches over Australia Day, seriously. Well, this is but, interesting because this is what David Warner's going to do. He's going to retire from tests, he's going to play BBL, and he's going straight over to this tournament in the UAE, which sounds like he's going to miss the white ball cricket, which he could technically still be picked for Australia, even though it sounds yeah, like he's going to prioritise these franchise competitions. Yeah, yeah and look, I, look, he's still got something to give white ball cricket. I, I As much as I'm not the biggest fan of Dave Warner, I... Um, I still think he's got a bit to give Test cricket. To be honest, mm. I still think he could carry on. I think he could do that, do that New Zealand tour, um, and then I think he'd be all right to play against India at home next season. But um, he's very good in Australia. He just doesn't travel well, mm. and that's always been his Achilles' heel. Um, another text here. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, Alex and Woogie agree with Michelle from Dubbo's sentiments about last night about the Raiders slipping. Out of the uh, out of the eight, I, we've been Sats and I've been talking about this. Is this one you read out last night? Was mm, it, mate? Yeah, we had a talk about that. It was the Tigers, the Raiders? I think we might have still been with you. Someone mentioned the Titans might be sliding oh, down right. the table yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, you don't think so? You Titans be going up the ladder. Yeah, and again, I'm I, taking I that from Sats. I'm mm. taking Sats. Is, Sats reckons their top eight material. That Canberra will definitely last couple of years, hasn't it? About yeah, the but yeah, I don't know. There's something about Desi, isn't there? Mm. He, he manages in the to dojo. squeeze everything. <laughs> yes, that's right. But I just and Daniel from Prairie would have sent this one in tonight. But I, I yeah, I, I can't. 
Yeah, uh, Canberra Raiders will slip down, and I don't disagree with that. I reckon Canberra, St. George, Illawarra, and the West Tigers will be battling for the wooden spoon. You can't keep uh, staying afloat, which is what I feel like the Raiders have been doing basically since that grand final, where they've been just doing enough, just doing enough. It's going to mm. catch up with you eventually. And, yeah, when you lose Jack White and the Jared Croker is obviously finishing his career, yep. they're, they're in a bit of trouble. I think. Hey, uh, Woogie Mulch, this is Rooster Muzz. Uh, if this oh, no. test was a Bell Revival, there's a fair chance the couple <laughs> would be related. Mm. Now, you're right, mate. You're okay. Mm, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm married to a Tasmanian Rooster Muzz, and that is so true. We're not, I'm not, no, I'm not related to my wife, but I've seen stuff in Tassie. I lived down mm. there for seven years. Mm. Hey, we had another great text come through, and I'm just going to have a look for it. Um, oh, Bondi Jack, uh, our angriest listener on mm. Sports Day. Woogs, Renners made the 136 not out versus Pakistan in the top order in capital letters. He has earned back his test opening spot. He's ready. Harris is a choker and a flog. Bondi Jack. Well, he never minces his words, does he, Bondi Jack? Um, do, you, do you notice most nights we get a text going, Albo's a flog? <laughs> yes. We Every... also see one of those as well. We haven't seen it tonight, so send that in, 0457 736 736. Yeah, I'd take that argument, though. Yeah. I'd take that argument. I'm happy um, for Renshaw to be in the side batting any number, to be honest. I just, I'm, I'm a bit scared for him. I want to protect him, you know? I want, I, I, look, I want Renshaw on the test team. But I want Travis head opening more. Mm. I want that aggressive start. He's great against the new ball. I want to see that happen. What do you think? 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kieran World Gym. And, of course, our great mates at Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Kids, say the darndest thing. This is another thing we play to Daddy Vass. I think it's bullying, uh, Alex. <laughs> uh, but when he says stuff to us, we go, we, we go this, we go. Say the darndest Anyway, I don't think he likes it. Um, anyway. I think we have to take that one off before the HR department comes mm. after us. So anyway. know, that's he, not what I'm aware of. That song. Well, he tried. Yeah, that's Tammy Wynette. Things. Yeah, yeah, but, but but he yeah. We mentioned to him one night. We said we should try and get uh, Liz Ellis on the show. Mm. And he goes, "Who's she?" Oh no. Yeah. No. Anyway, come kids. On, come on. Here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepare this bushfire season. A bushfire has burnt within the Peliga Forest, approximately 17 k's south of Narrabri and 20 k's west of Bogabri and 40 k's northwest of Coonabarabran. The fire was contained by crews yesterday, but residents will still notice heavy smoke in the area. For more details, visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. This community update thanks to the new Firecoat, the first proven uh, paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions. Just we're almost out of here, mate. This night has just flown by. It's had a bit of everything. It's been a ripper. Steve from Dubbo, I've actually taken photos of your text where you're slamming sats, and I'm sending them through to him, mate. Don't be, don't try and be tough while he's not here. How great is life without the last laugh? Yeah, I've got to admit that.
Have you heard Sats's last? Like, well, I, I, actually played, game. I actually found one last night and I played it. Oh. An old one, which uh, much to the chagrin of the listeners. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> what, I didn't I didn't allow that. Why did you do that? Hey, Mulchik, thanks for your help, mate, over Pleasure, the last Jace. couple of nights. Uh, this has been Sports Day. A few nights off now. We'll be back on Tuesday night. Myself and Daddy, he'll be back from his holiday, I hope, anyway. Um, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the fourth day of the second test tomorrow. Mulchi, good night. Good night.